Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. On Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys were knocked out of the playoffs by the Green Bay Packers with such unexpected ease that not for the first time, America's team became America's punchline. Hey, no! Welcome to your World Service Taster, Hamer. Hey there, Owen. How's it going? The result was greeted with unchecked joy across the country as the Cowboys once again fell victim to their hubris. Packers quarterback, Jordan Love. You wanted to come in there just on the laughing? Well, the listen, America is, at the a, Cowboys. is a divided country. You know, red and blue, black versus white. More, th- more so than ever this year, I would say. But That's not great. One thing that unites that great content is the Dallas Cowboys losing in hilarious fashion which is what they did last Sunday it was hilarious Packers quarterback Jordan Love took most of the plaudits but in the locker room after the match their head coach Matt LaFleur also had a special word for the first Irishman to feature in a playoff game in more than 40 years How about Daniel Wheeler three punts inside the 10 It's a good ovation (laughs) I I would have liked a few more in the locker room but listen you know you can't, you can't have it everywhere. We talk a little Daniel Whedon with US Murph, who also bigged up the Detroit Lions for beating the LA Rams, a result that finally justifies the bullishness the Lions head coach Dan Campbell showed in his opening press conference when he first got the gig. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down and when we do we're going to take another hunk out of you before before long uh-huh. we're going to be the last one standing this is a, a serious Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke vibes there yeah I mean stay it, down it doesn't, stay down it doesn't really sound like you're going to be the last man standing in all uh, not in that scenario no, no but no, they were the last man like standing you just take a lot of punishment and then the fight's over here's US Murph on the Cowboys America's team or America's most hated team I mean so, like, a lot's going on here, and a lot of it has to do with, like, the modern – I mean, this goes obviously back to the 1970s when they called themselves America's team, and there was an ABC Sunday night movie on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and, uh, I mean, it was just insane. It was, like, in your face forever. And, and then, you know, they've had various iterations through the years, but I think a lot of it has come from the modern media landscape, whether it's – if you watch the ESPN NFL shows, like First Take or Get Up or whatever, or – 
or if you're on social media, the Cowboys just seem to be in your face 24 7, 365. And it's, how can I miss you if you don't go away? Like the 49ers were demonstrably the better team and beat them 42 10. I'm not just saying this as a 49ers fan, I'm just giving an example. But they got not nearly the amount of sort of media coverage. I think the media coverage built up bile towards the Cowboys. That was already there, again, for generations. You know, people don't want to hear about America's team. And it's like the it's like the Yankees in baseball or the Lakers in basketball or the Celtics. These iconic teams, for as many people that love them, there's as many people that hate them. I'm certain that's the case with, what, Manchester United or whoever over there, right? There's The most popular teams are going to have oceans of lovers and, as a result, oceans of haters, too. The Patriots... We're kind of that team through the years, but not nearly the same. When Tom Brady or the Patriots lost, it wasn't this coast-to-coast belly laugh, this pointing and laughing. And I mean, guys, all you had to do was spin through social media on, let's see, the game was Sunday afternoon. So spin through social media on Sunday evening, and it was just it was just a cavalcade of memes and videos and and fans uh, losing their minds in their garages or their living rooms and people retweeting them and sending them out. Or we played this great parody song this guy named T Chocolate did to Billy Joel's The Longest Time. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I, I saw it, Brian. I mean, it's I saw spectacular, it. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just stupid. Like it's, it's just been yeah. wall-to-wall laughter, and they've been in our face for too long. And the other part is, I think the reason why people didn't do this for the Brady Patriots is the Brady Patriots at least were dominant champions who deserved their mantle and deserved this. The Cowboys have literally done nothing or as Billy Joel and T Chocolate would sing for the longest time, right? So, I mean, they haven't <laughs> won a Super Bowl since 1995. I'm mean, now mind the 49ers haven't won one since 1994, but the point of the matter is that a the Niners have been to a couple since then, so they've at least been relevant that way. The Cowboys haven't even been to a conference championship game, so they get a disproportionate disproportionate amount of attention for their relative merits. I get it. They're the most valued franchise in the world ahead of Real Madrid and all that stuff. I mean, they are, according to Forbes, I think in 2023. So I get it. But there's also going to be, as a result, uh, uh, an opposite reaction when they flop. And guys, not only that, but flopping in such historic, like slapstick, embarrassing comic fashion too. So that would be my explanation. I mean, I I mean the Reggie Miller uh, chokes uh, gif was in danger of being like used into oblivion. I mean, this is on my social media, so I can only imagine what it's like in America on your social media. Uh, they conceded forty points in three quarters against the Green Bay Packers in their home stadium. Was this an unbelievable choke job by them? Because I mean, the regular season would have suggested that. Uh, the Cowboys, I mean, they hadn't lost uh, in 16 games at home. This is not to diminish the Green Bay Packers, who obviously are my problem now, Saturday night at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. But uh, there's no question not to diminish the Packers, but the Packers were an average team. They really were. They were not. I mean, Jordan Love had a sensational day in Dallas. And, and like I said, he, I got my hands full this Saturday as a 49er fan. But there's no way the Dallas Cowboys at home with that offense – 
should have put on that performance at home. They had everything in their favor. They were playing the lowest possible seed who squeaked into the playoffs on the last possible day. They were a team that at home had been absolutely dominant at home, just blowing teams out. Go look at the numbers. Like, it wasn't even close. I mean, they had a weird game with the Detroit Lions near the end of the season that maybe was a little bit of a red flag. But guys, it calls into question, of course, the most scrutinized position in American sports, and that's the NFL quarterback. And Dak Prescott, for as agreeable a guy as he is and a pleasant media personality and has a nice personal story too, and the fact that he was a fourth-round draft pick, so he wasn't necessarily the golden boy coming out of Mississippi State, and the fact that he put up the numbers he did this year, he was as right up there with Tua Tagovailoa, Brock Purdy, my guy, and Lamar Jackson as one undoubtedly one of the four or five best quarterbacks of the year this year, that there should have been no problem. Guys, they were favored by a full touchdown at home. I mean, most NFL games, most NFL games are, you know, three-point favorites, four-point favorites, two-point favorites. But for them to be uh, touchdown favorites at home with playing a team that nobody really thought should have given them the problems they did, doesn't even really have a defense to speak of. I mean, Jair Alexander, their corner who injured his ankle, is a very good player. But guys, I mean, we have two measures of picking honors in the NFL. There's the Pro Bowl, which is sort of the easier one to get into because they pick the All-Stars from each conference. And then there's the All-Pro team, which is the best of the best of both conferences. The Packers got nobody on either team. No All-Pros, no Pro Bowlers. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how – I mean, that's not to say that they don't have good players, but – so, yes. The short answer is that's absolutely a choke job. They should not – have lost that game at home, much less, guys, it was 48-16 to in the fourth quarter before the Packers sort of packed it in. So big questions to answer in Dallas and big belly laughs for everyone. You said you're going to have your hands full with Jordan Love at quarterback against the Packers, Brian. What about Daniel Whelan? You might want to tell your special teams guys they're getting no change out of the Enniscary hotshot. He will put that thing on a dime deep inside the 10 of the 49ers every time. I got to tell you, I mean, we got. I'm going into the game, we're talking about Jordan Love, we're talking about Aaron Jones, and we're talking about that Packer punter, baby, Dan Whelan. <laughs> now, wait a minute, where's Enniscary? Help me out, where is that? That's County Wicklow, Brian, just outside it's Dublin. It's just over the, over the yeah. Dublin border. Richie Sadler used to live there. Damn. That's, uh, yeah, that's how I close known we that. were talking. Did here. he practice, like, dying? punts on the Dublin and Wicklow border line was that it like he'd kick punts that like died out. I don't know <laughs> up to sugar love I mean if, 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 if you really want to give it a bit of colour for the local audience this week you're more than welcome to tell them that he was putting up to sugar love mountain <laughs> hey guys no joke man yeah, no yeah. joke field position matters big time and in fact you know we haven't mentioned the Eagles flopping in Tampa Bay but the, the Tampa Bay punter had a really good day and pinned and the Eagles had bad field position that whole game and so did the Browns I mean the Browns got stomped by C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, but they had bad field position too. So it matters. This is no joke. I mean, I know we're sort of joking about the fact that there's a a punter and and for most people in the big bad game of football, you're like, come on, bro. What do you do? It's like if you ever go to an NFL practice, it's hilarious because, you know, these guys out there, they're working hard in the trenches. There's 300-pound guys colliding everywhere. And then off to the side is the kicker and the punter, and they're just like, they got nothing to do. They're just standing there, and then they're just occasionally kicking balls into nets, and then they're just standing around. And it's like, bro, you got to – I mean, it's kind of embarrassing how how outed they are as just such minimal contributors to the, to the everyday grind of an NFL practice. However, it matters, man. If you can pin – if you can control field position, you know, obviously, football 101 – 
It's going to be a big deal. So congrats to this young man. He's coming to Santa Clara, where, by the way, it might be raining on Saturday night. That's one of the... That's fine. We've there got a bit of that around, around Dublin and Winslow, Brian. It. Don't worry He's about that. He's done that, right? So the Niners have a good punter from Australia. So this is an international punting showdown between our guy from down under, Mitch Wisnowski, versus the Ennis Carey, uh, what should we call him here? The Ennis Carey foot... <laughs> exocet the Inescary okay, Exocet mean, by the way the Exocet's a type of uh, rocket or a rocket That's launcher tremendous. of some kind well he was called the hot shot Murphy he, he, he was called the hot shot in the profiles I remember reading when he when he started the season so I mean I think it's just a little it kind of yeah, well, jumps you know it kind of trips the, off the tongue a little easier you know? the Wicklow the I Wicklow mean, um, mm, we're going to come up with something Whacker <laughs> the, the Wicklow Whacker the Wicklow yeah. Whacker <laughs> there used to be something called the Coffin Corner the punt let's see um, uh, we'll come up with something but uh, congrats to the young man I wonder how many wheeling you know the yeah. Irish are notoriously great sports fans so will there be like a wheeling army at uh, in at Levi's Stadium oh, yeah. on Saturday, you know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty-three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen-stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety-nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé. Irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. I'm just back from the embassy. The embassy, the embassy, the embassy. The ambassador's receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Monsieur, with this rocher already spoiling us. Well, I had some pate, that's pretty French. Just canapes, man, you know what I mean? It's yours. Complete absence of Ferrero Rocher. Excellent. A lot of culture. Good manners in football. How many for our shade did you just so shove down is, your coat? This is why you didn't get invited. As if the French ambassador would poison my palate with a Ferrero Rocher. Monsieur, with this Rocher already spoiling us. I was eyeball to eyeball with the French government's representative here in Ireland. Josie Mourinho was in the news again this week, sacked by Roma, which is always grist to the Kennedy mill. What always struck me about Mourinho at, at Roma is how popular he was with the Roma fans. You know, they actually loved... Just all his his kind of Mourinho nonsense. It made them feel alive. Uh, it made them feel as though people were paying attention to them. Um, I think he played the crowd like a fiddle, and uh, and you know, you know, it seems as though quite a few of them will be like, "Oh, why are we sacking him?" Well, I mean, look, 
I think they're sacking him because <laughs> things aren't really going well within the actual football club, as they, they never are when a Mourinho team is losing or even just when Mourinho's been there for a while. So, uh, yeah, it seems like um, it's not, not it's not surprising that he's gone. And actually, uh, not a bad stint for him, considering the pattern over the last 10 years or so of his career. So, uh, yeah. Where to next is the question. That's the more interesting question now. Time for a stint in international Well, football. you know, this is the problem. Uh, re- re- reunited with Matt Doherty, perhaps? Well, I mean, I, I think, obviously, um, it's the Portuguese national team where Jose Mourinho belongs right now. Uh, but yeah. I look at the Portuguese national team and I see the dream team of uh, Roberto Martinez and Anthony Barry. Uh, <laughs> I just knew Anthony Barry was, co- was coming well, up since there. They yeah. ca- since they came in, Portugal have played 10, won 10, scored 36, conceded two. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's been a real... Um, That's good. Yeah, you know, I mean, have they played the strongest opposition? Maybe not. But uh, have they won all their match? Have they beaten everything that's put in front of them? They certainly have. And, uh, you know, so uh, Jose taking over Portugal for the Euros in Germany, you know, I could see him uh, liking that, but that's not going to happen unless something crazy happens, like Anthony Barry deserting the not at all sinking ship of Portugal to take over Ireland or mm. uh, Roberto Martinez. I mean, who knows? You know, there's, there's many a slip, but it, it does look as though um, Portugal will have the same management team uh, for the upcoming Euros. You know, there's a World Cup in America then. Not long after that. Maybe if Portugal didn't do too well in that Euros, Jose Mourinho in America, you know? Uh, that works. That absolutely works. It really it? does. It really does work. But, you know, it's still, does he have time to fit in another quick job before that uh, comes up? I think, I believe, yes, maybe he does. And, you know, uh, a carrion eater like uh, Jose, his nostrils will be twitching at the stench of death currently emanating from uh well, I believe um, one of his uh, well, one of his favorite one of his favorite clubs, as he explained um, to uh, Sky Sports, uh, it's a, it's coming up on four years ago. But you know, already there were links with Saudi Arabia. You know, already there was talk that Newcastle United were going to become the fina- the financial powerhouse of the twenty twenties. Um, under the, the glamorous uh, young crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho, had not- he notices these types of things. And uh, he made sure to remind Sky Sports that, you know, at heart, he's always been a Newcastle United man. It's a club that um, I feel connection with uh, through, Mr. through Mr. Robson. It's as simple as that. He had a huge passion, huge passion for... Uh, uh, but um, Newcastle, his area, Durham, he, he had it in his heart. So through him, I become a little magpie. Uh, <laughs> a little magpie. A little magpie yes. How does he say this shit with a straight face? It's genuinely incredible. He knows the kind of stuff that people people He's eat that stuff up. I mean, in Newcastle fans, I think I believe eat that stuff up the little magpie has grown into a fat vulture now and <laughs> and you know it's circling the circling the skies uh circling uh, those those bleak uh, northern skies uh we're in the bleak midwinter now for for eddie howe and jason tyndall 
Uh, a lot of Newcastle United supporters are disinclined to uh, listen to Eddie Howe's bleeding about injuries. Uh, they seem to view a, ble- a manager who bleeds about injuries as a weakling. Um, you know what? What you know? Don't don't give me all this nonsense about injuries. Don't give me this nonsense about not having anyone to bring off the bench when you're playing against Man City and they can bring on De Bruyne and he wins the game for them with uh, with a couple of inspired moments. Don't give me that, Eddie Howe. The fact is, we were winning this game and we lost the game. And also, when you look at Newcastle's season, um, there's, a, there's a really uh, there's a really disturbing pattern where they've conceded so many goals after the 75 or 80 minute mark. So many late goals conceded. Is this a sign that their overstretched squad uh, hit with so many injuries is starting to run out of energy towards the end of games? You know, th- this obviously is a season when they've brought in what some maybe might describe as countermeasures against Newcastle's 22-23 game plan of wasting as much time as possible. I know that Newcastle disputed that that was, in fact, the game plan. But, you know, this uh, ball in play time certainly has extended a little bit this season just as they've been hit with all these injuries and having to play the same players all the time and so on and so forth. Maybe they're running out of energy. You know know what this is, Owen? This is more excuses, right? Because I think for... For some some people watching Newcastle's games, they feel as though the main thing that's happening in those late periods in games when goals are going in against Newcastle and results are slipping through their fingers isn't so much exhausted players who can't give any more uh, getting done by, you know, fresh quality substitutes like Kevin De Bruyne and Oscar Bob. It's managerial cowardice. It's a manager who doesn't know how to win. Fundamentally, a Bournemouth manager who finds himself out of his debt. The whole, the whole world is there. If, had, he, had Eddie Howe but the courage to grab for it. But, but instead, he's sitting there, you know, he's consulting with Jason Tindall, he's looking at the injury list, he's saying that there, are, there aren't really any alternatives, mm. you know. We leave it, Jace. We leave it. We leave it. And Just, we won't do anything for five minutes, Jace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, five minutes later, De Bruyne. Yeah, so... so you know, Jose Mourinho. I mean, a busted flush. Uh, let's let's be uh, let's be straight. Uh, a busted flush with two European final with two European appearances in European finals in the last true. two seasons. And he runs he runs a no excuses culture. Of course, <laughs> anyone who's closely followed Jose Mourinho's uh, career will know that about him. Yeah, there there is a, a no excuses culture for most of the people at the club, um, <laughs> and uh, and and you know. Newcastle United, as we know, is about more than just what happens on the field. There's a, there, there are so many aspects to this project. It's more, I would, I would characterize it as more of a movement than a football mm. club. And are you even a big club if you haven't, at some stage, hired Jose Mourinho? Well, there are still a few. There are still a few that have, that haven't, although it's a diminishing pool. And you know, when you when you think of the kind of uh, the attitude that Mourinho brings, I mean, we, we compare it to Eddie Howe. You know, is Eddie Howe a better coach than Jose Mourinho at this point? Undoubtedly. I mean, there's, the, you know, there's, there's, there's no NQAT. However, uh, is Jose Mourinho a better front man for an ambitious young club to, thrusting upwards, making its way in the world than Eddie Howe? There's a case for that. You know, do people pay more attention to Jose Mourinho and his uh, utterances than they do to Eddie Howe? Certainly they do, because Jose Mourinho's utterances are generally more interesting than Eddie Howe's. Uh, could he whip that uh, that um, you know, that great stadium looming over that uh, 
the, that uh, uh, northern city into an inferno of hatred? Yes, yes, he could. And would that be good? I mean, not for the world, but might it be exciting for Newcastle from their point of view? Possibly, yes. Do I think that Dan Ashworth, Newcastle's sporting director, uh, who had been, um, you know, uh, apparently getting tapped up by Manchester United, would be in favour of hiring Jose Mourinho to come in and run the team? Not for a second. I do not believe for, for a second that Dan Ashworth would think that would be a good idea. But do I think that, uh, do I think that Yasir Al-Rumayan, the chairman of Newcastle United and of the, the Saudi Public Investment Fund has heard of Jose Mourinho? Yes. Yes, I do. And for that reason, I think there's maybe a chance that if uh, things continue to go pear-shaped pretty Howe, that there could be an opening there. Ken faced a flurry of emails today criticising his Bundesliga snobbery. It was the worst penalty shooting I ever saw. It was a welcome return of Petten's Corner too. Edwina, hang on a second. It's referendums. Hitler, H-I-T-L-E-R. <laughs> I think it might have been the first time we got a Pedden's Corner email where World Service members email in critiquing some sort of grammatical error that we made. Mm. Might be the first one we ever got one that was itself grammatically flawless. Yeah. Ken did his best to pick a hole in it. There, oftentimes people email in and they're so quick to, oh, you got this wrong fucking news, there was no apostrophe yeah. there. <laughs> that they're th- it's gobbledygook what they're writing. You know, you can barely, yeah, barely yeah. legible. Whereas the one we got in this no. week was top notch. Ken forensically went through it and couldn't find a flaw in it. So yeah. Our boy took his time, yeah. took his time and calmly eviscerated Ken. Yeah, well, did he? Yeah, he did. Eviscerate. No, that was nicely done. Yeah, he got even got a ho- groveling apology, such as it is from what, Ken. What I'm it? like a burst bag of rubbish. <laughs> he was a bit like a burst bag of rubbish by the end of it. To be fair, I mean, literally, the email was about BCM being an initialism and yeah. not an acronym. Yeah, an initialism being FBI UK. You know, when you say the letters, an acronym being NASA FIFA. You know, you say yeah, the, yeah. it as a word. Yeah, there you go. Well, he you was just repetitive, mate. Yeah. yeah, Ken was just wrong. Yeah. Just wrong as hell. Despite that last 30 seconds, I would urge you strongly to sign up to the World <laughs> Service on secondcaptains.com for five euro a month plus fat. Thanks, Murph. Thank you. Ron. Don't forget the second this podcast is part. Uh, Owen, I'll stop you there. It's part of the ACAST Creator Network. I don't know what you were about to say, but that's the correct answer. Nerd right. nonsense. There's some of that, but then there's also some good stuff as well. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my darn theme music then, oh. DJ. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 